why don't we just start by introducing ourselves? So um, I'll go last and I'll leave it for all of our guests to go first. Um, we have some awesome participants on tonight's panel discussion. Um, Mr. Christian Bradford, we'll have you go first, introducing yourself. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and um, what you will bring to this conversation. Sure. Again, uh, my name is Christian Bradford. I'm a, a local high school teacher. I've been teaching now about seven years. Um, what I hope to bring to this conversation um, is kind of how the COVID-19 is impacting um, the world of education in regards to teachers, um, in addition to um, how it's impacting, you know, our academics, how is it impacting um, our own social emotional state, you know, how is it impacting our relationships with our students, ultimately, how is it, you know, impacting education and what we're looking for in the future of how things will look drastically different. Nice, nice, thank you. Ihije, why don't you go next? All right, my name is uh, Ihije Osunde. I'm a student at Kasumas River College. Um, what I hope to bring here to the conversation is you know, the impact of, you know, of COVID-19 on, on college students, um, how some college students are doing, dealing with it. And um, yeah, that's what I hope to bring to the conversation. Thank you, Ayana. Hi, Hi, my name is Yana Wilson, and I'm. Hi. I think there's a delay. You can go. You got it. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm Yana Wilson. I'm hoping to bring to the table how COVID nineteen is affecting high schoolers and like how it's affecting their social life, academic life, and just emotionally. Yeah. Nyla. Hi everyone, my name is Nyla DeBose. I'm a junior at the Rex and Margaret Fortune Early College High School. And today I will be speaking from a perspective of a dually enrolled student, a student who is both in high school and in college and how COVID-19 has impacted me socially, emotionally, and academically as well. Nice. Um, and I, of course, am Danae Starks and I'm the owner of Diversify Education Group. We're an education nonprofit um, essentially, we're kind of like an adult charter school, kind of the way that we operate and the way we do things is more on the level of adult education, but we also have mentoring programs, we have peer recovery programs, we have all types of things available for those out there in the community to take part in and uh, to be a part of, really. Um, so we do have a YouTube channel and we have a show called Cross Conversations and um, our conversations, we talk about just real time issues, real life stuff, and just relate it back to the cross. Um, tonight's conversation is called Every Voice Matters. This is a teen panel discussion. We've seen a lot in the media about um, COVID-19 and how it's impacted everybody. I haven't too much seen um, many conversations with young people and, you know, them sharing the impact of how it's impacting young people. Um, and so it was important to get that perspective. It's important that we hear that perspective. So uh, we have just been joined by another participant, Mr. Jaron Hines Jr. Uh, would you mind saying hi and just kind of telling who you are and what you will bring to this conversation? Hello, my name is Jaron Hines Jr. And uh, I am an 11th grader. Um, I'm going to be bringing the social 
kind of aspect to the conversation. Nice, nice. Thank you. So we are just going to jump right in. Um, we all know, we've seen the news, we've seen the media, we all know that COVID has had an actually a really big impact on education. When um, the high school shut down that, that first weekend, when they shut down and there was a major basketball game, there was a prom, there was all kinds of things happening. A lot of people just didn't believe it was that serious. They didn't believe it was that big of a deal. Um, but now we see that there has been a large impact. And so, um, you know, let's talk about it. So how has COVID-19 affected you personally in regards to education? Chris, I know you come from an educator perspective, but also as a parent as well. So how have you been impacted on those two spectrums? Um, well, I, I'll say first off, when we closed and uh, the announcement came out on Saturday, it caught all of us off guard, you know, um, that Elk Grove Unified was closing um, because we just didn't know. I mean, everyone had heard about the coronavirus. Um, we knew that it would have some sort of impact. But when they sent out the announcement that said, hey, school's closed for next for this week, um, you know, we had uh, Sheldon and had a big basketball game coming up. Uh, they were going to the final four for the state uh, yeah. or semifinals. Uh, Pleasant Grove High School prom was that actually that evening. Um, people, you know, girls started getting their hair done, tuxes that had been rented, and it just, you know, was canceled abruptly. So it caught us all off guard. Um, as a parent, though, you know, um, thankfully, you know, like I say, I'm a teacher, so I didn't have to worry about care. But the first thought I had was if I were not employed in education and all of a sudden this is Saturday afternoon, and you're telling me I got to find care for my child for a whole week, you know, and I only have one day to figure that out. That's a big issue. You yeah. Know? So um, it, it's 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 definitely it's, it's been a whirlwind, you know, and it's something that, you know, we're, we learn something new every day uh, from it. Yeah. Thank you. EJ, how about from the college perspective? You're at um, community college level. How have you been impacted? Oh, it's been it's been impacted daily. Um, you know, community or well, college, you know, in general does offer like online classes. So, you know, there is that type of flexibility on it. But um, you know, if you're like a STEM major like me, you know, doing, you know, engineering, taking chemistry classes, you know, math classes, it's kind of not ideal to take it as an online class. So especially at home, you know, it could be a lot of distractions. And, you know, if you live in a smaller place, you know, it, you, get, you do got a lot of, um, you got to find, you know, some leeway. You got to find a place where, you know, you can concentrate or else yeah. you know, it could be, you know, it could be real difficult. Yeah. Jaron, how about you? How has it impacted you? Um, it hasn't really impacted me <laughs> um, because I'm already um, doing independent studies. Um, so it's kind of been an easy transition for me to just, you know, not go to campus once a week, to just not going at all. Um, so it's been easy because I've been able to connect with my teacher um, you know, often and stuff like that. But I do have family and um, I do have a brother that was going to graduate, you know, this year. And so seeing him not being able to, you know, walk across that stage is very hard because I, I've seen what he's had to go through this, these last four years. And, um, you know, I feel for anybody that um, isn't able to get there, um, get, be able to walk across the stage. So. Yeah, that's horrible. I couldn't imagine doing all that work and you cannot have a 
proper graduation. That's just is is it's just not okay. Ayana, how about you? Um, COVID has affected me just like academic um opportunities I feel like I was invited to do a lot of things over the summer and it's like a lot of those things are just canceled and like I have my own club and I can't even like really reach out to my club members like that and it's like I feel as though it's constricting academically because you know it's hard to learn if you're in a like no I don't personally have a bad environment to learn and I have an amazing environment but if you you know if you have a not so like positive home environment it's hard you know it's just like yeah yeah it is hard and that's a good point about home environment because there has been a reported uh increase in abuse in neglect and all kinds of things going on in the home now that everybody's kind of stuck together so that's a great point to make uh miss nyla how about you I'm similar to Hige. All of my classes have been moved to virtual online. In the beginning, it was kind of a rocky transition because I had to now put myself on a new schedule. And it seemed like the work was taking a lot longer to when I was doing it at home than when it was at school. But with patience and prayer, I got through it. So I couldn't be happier. Yeah. So has it been difficult for you guys to get um, help? when you need it, like if you have questions or um, maybe there's some subjects you might need tutoring in or a little extra, you know, assistance with, has that been difficult since COVID has happened? I can answer that. Um, for me, for my communications class, already this it was kind of hard because um, he's kind of behind on all of the assignments and what we needed to do. And so I'm emailing him, asking him for help, but he has also 30, 40 other students coming in, emailing him. And we're not the only class that he's teaching. And he had only a week to transition from in-person to online. So he hasn't you know, been able to uh, respond back to my emails fast enough. So that definitely has been hard. So I've been having to figure a lot of things out on my own. Yeah, same with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, mine was pretty self, a lot of my classes are pretty self-explanatory. You just do the work. And a lot of my classes are online based already. Like we do a lot of work online. So it wasn't a very hard transition. However, it did affect like communications like Nyla was, or not, yeah, communications like Nyla was saying. And just how we're unable to really have that in-person connection with our teachers and talk and discuss, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, now coming from the teacher perspective, you went from a classroom size of so many students, right? And then now going online, is your classroom size bigger or is it smaller or is it about well, the same? Well, I mean, essentially it's the same. Um, we were essentially creating online classrooms based upon our classes that we already had. Um, but the thing that's difficult as a teacher is, you know, there's certain students um, and certain people just because of their own a learning, you know, learning strategy, they need to be shown, you know, they need to have the visual representation, they need it right in front of them. And you can only do that so much, you know, um, and I can think of some students, you know, off the top of my head that they, they, they struggle with the recorded lessons, they struggle with the video, they struggle, you know, with the emailed assignments. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I can't, go to them, you know, and show them what, exactly what I'm referring to. Um, and so, yeah, um, 
I think, you know, for some of our students, they are able to do well and they were able to transition online without a problem. And then other students, um, distance learning is not the appropriate method for. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about, and this is for you, Christian, you may know more, um, you know, the governor has put this thing out about doing away with testing and things like that. So is the goal just to, everybody's just going to move forward? Um, next school year and go up their 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 next grade or how's that going to work? Yeah, yeah. So you know, long long you know answer shortened. Um, yes, every student um, will progress to the next grade level essentially, um, and, and really that has to kind of be done you know to kind of ensure equity because um, as you know it was kind of alluded to, everyone has a different situation that they have to learn in at home. You know, some students don't have a quiet environment. You know, some students don't have a dedicated workspace um, where, you know, they can do all their assignments. And, you know, it, it would be unfair um, to, you know, kind of uh, punish them um, because yeah. of something they don't have. Um, but the thing with testing that's, you know, just kind of getting into it is um, the states, they implement testing because it's a requirement from the federal government. The federal government's only granted one year of a testing exemption. So my thing, I'm thinking about going next year, what does testing look like next year? Because, you know, mm. essentially kids are going to be making up, you know, a, a year and a half. And, and actually, I don't even know how much you're going to make up because we don't know what schools are going to look like in the fall. Um, so I think that kind of has to bring us to a greater conversation nationally to start saying, you know, does standardized testing really meet the needs of our schools? Um, and, you know, I personally don't, you know, because I think you have some students who, you know, they achieve great things, you know, um, they, they maintain high GPAs but when it comes time for a standardized test, you know, or SAT or ACT, and all of a sudden, you know, they, 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 they're not reflected as well. Um, and so I think, you know, standardized testing, it shows one or two things. It shows either you have great privilege um, to where your families can afford to prepare you for that, or show someone that can take that's really good at taking tests. But it doesn't show if you're a hard worker. It doesn't show, you know, your intelligence. It doesn't show your motivation. Um, and so that's that's something that we really have to kind of talk about, um, you know, on a national scale as far as an education. That's good. I like that. Um, we could definitely talk about that some more. Uh, we have a whole cross conversation about that because I agree. Jaron, let's um, talk about your experience, though, because you have a different experience where you are already kind of doing your independent thing. So you weren't necessarily um, going to a physical campus. Right. But are you online or is it um, just kind of go at your own pace? How does that work? Um, so it's basically like a go at your own pace. Um, it's online. Um, everything's online. Um, you don't really have deadlines. Um, as long as you finish it before the semester, or before the school year is over, um, whichever comes first. So um, it's set up a little bit more to where, you know, you can um, take your time, you know, you can, you know, um, focus on uh, what you need to be focusing on and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's already, it's already like, it's it's, it's its own thing. Like I've heard mm -hmm. others People, they're like, oh, you know, we have the deadline and I have to get this done by, you know, 1159. The independent studies is, is nothing like that. Mm. Okay. So for you, um, a major impact, like you said, would be more of a social aspect then, right? 
uh, for the other aspects of life that you have going on outside of academics. Right. Yeah. Now, EJ, how have you been impacted um, with not being able to go to a campus, like you said, being in a statistics major? And kudos to you, because I failed statistics five times before I passed it. So good job. We need more good teachers out there. But um, how has it really been that much of a struggle or are there some areas, you know, what areas have, have been most challenging because of the type of major that you have? You talked about, um, you know, distance learning presenting its own challenges because of the coursework you have. Um, have you been able to meet with teachers or do like one-on-one Zooms? Um, how have you kind of been able to overcome some of those challenges? Well, you know, as for the communications, um, communications is pretty um, good. Um, I have problems communicating with my professors or getting emails you know, as fast as I could. But, you know, like Chris was saying, uh, distance learning, learning, you know, I prefer face-to-face -face interaction. Um, yeah. I'm not, um, if I only take an online class if, if it's like the, my last option. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's only been, it's been a struggle, but um, as from, um, getting help you know that's not a problem because you know uh, recently too crc uh, has also um moved our math center online our tutoring center online so though i haven't been able to use it but you know there's uh they are making the strides in order to um give you know, you know us the support you know in order to be successful in this semester so far now, Christian, um, you know, there's been a lot of parents giving a lot of feedback about this because they, a lot of them just don't like it, right? Because a lot of them feel like I'm now the teacher, I got to work, I don't have time, I don't know how to do it. Um, and so what has been your experience from the parent perspective or some feedback maybe that you can share um, that has been received and how did you kind of contribute to resolving those kinds of situations? Uh, well, sure. Um, I think a lot of parents, yeah, again, this has been a, a source of frustration, you know, for a lot of parents, um, because you're essentially being thrust into a new role. You know, parents have to learn so much of what uh, we implement. Um, and, you know, the best thing I can say is it just takes time, you know, um, to stay in constant communication with your child's teacher. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely here to help. Um, as far as some negative things I've kind of seen, and, and it hasn't been a majority of parents, but, you know, I've definitely seen it in social media where, you know, you have some parents who uh, almost think that teachers are kind of just getting paid to do nothing at this time. And I just want to dispel that myth. You know, teachers are working harder than ever right now um, because essentially, you know, we, we had to change our whole method of learning, a whole method of teaching uh, within a week or, you know, a matter of a few weeks, um, we had to implement a whole new set of, you know, programs. We had to find a new way to, to reach our students. We had to develop new schedules. And, you know, we did this on the fly. Um, and so, the, yeah, I think teachers, you know, are working harder than ever. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of teachers I know are putting in more hours with distance learning than they would, uh, you, know, you know, during traditional schools. Um, so the biggest thing, you know, I can say to parents is just stay in constant communication with teachers. We understand that, you know, you're new to this. Um, and, and a lot of teachers are being very flexible. Um, if you run into, you know, if you have problems, you don't understand something, um, we can help walk you through. We can share with you a number of resources we have. Um, 
you know, but again, we're all in this together. And I think, you know, once we kind of take that approach that this is a village and we're part of the village, you know, just like you're part of the village as a parent. And once we look at it's the child who, you know, that's that's the ultimate responsibility we have. Then I think we can kind of take a step back, take a breather and, you know, and come to, you know, find a resolution when there's one that's needed. That's good. So let's talk about the personal life and social life, because um, this is like huge. So obviously there's no campus to go to. There's no hanging out with friends. You can't even go to the park and play basketball or, you know, do something fun. They're talking about opening up some of that stuff now, but of course, with restrictions. So how has this impacted you all socially? Let's start with Jaren. Cause I know you had a lot of things going on, but how has it impacted you socially? Um, it's impacted me socially um, a lot. Uh, I haven't been able to make as much money as I've been making and get as many calls and, um, you know, and uh, churches and open, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and I think it's kind of like a wake up call for some people, you know, I'm still young, uh, but some, some people, that's their only job, you know, playing in church and, or, you know, playing, you know, gigs or whatever. So they rely on on people. They rely on people to show up and, you know, ticket sales and all this other stuff. So now that none of this is happening, you know, it's kind of like a wow, okay, um, backup plan. <laughs> you know? yeah. So people are trying to get it together, um, including myself. Um, but we know uh, with faith to God, you know, it's 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 just a season, you know. So, mm -hmm. so what, tell us what your um, tell everybody what is the name? Do you have a group? What's how can people follow you guys? Um, so we don't have a name, um, but we do have a group, um, including myself, Jordan Sanders, Caleb Flowers, and DJ Barbie. Um, we are a young band, and we've just been. Um, Kind of coming up in the game, you know, doing a few shows and uh, stuff like that. And so um, you can find us just by typing in our names because uh, <laughs> we, we don't have no like special, you know, thing going on or nothing like that. Well, and you guys are good. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, my cousin, but um, I'm they're good. <laughs> that band is good. You guys are all really good. And um, I went to your show in what was it, December or something like that, uh, at Harlow's. And it was phenomenal. I mean, it just shows that young people can really do something positive. You don't have to be out there doing all kind of crazy stuff um, to have fun and things like that. So I really commend you all. And I know for a fact this has impacted um, churches because, like you said, there's no more physical church. So a lot of musicians that, you know, that was their job, there, where are they at now? You know, there was no backup plan, no contingency plan. Um, and I think that was the case for a lot of people. So let's go to um, Nyla. Um, definitely similar to Darren. Um, there's no church. And I'm the youth, uh, youth president of my church's um, youth ministry. So we have had all these big plans since our um, February 2020 vision and planning meeting. And we weren't able to do the outreach that we wanted to do. We weren't able to have the youth Friday Night Lives and things of that nature that we wanted to do. And I'm a big community girl, and I like to, you know, bring the youth and young adults in my community together for a fun and positive, safe time. And I just haven't been able to do that. So um, I've had to look at other avenues to do that. 
and um, I also want to come out really quick. So a few of my Fortune Scholars and I have decided to do the um, Fortune Scholars Fair Project. And in this project, we're hosting a virtual face mask and latex blood drive for the 500 plus physicians, providers, and employees at Dignity Health Mercy Midtown Hospital. Um, like I said, it's virtual. So you can find us on our Facebook page and it's called Fortune Scholars Care Project. And in this, um, you can give a monetary donation with our cash app information on there, or we have gave you the address and the attention to information where you can ship face masks and or gloves to those um, employees there. That's awesome. Great way to advertise too. That's a good plug. <laughs> um, but that's awesome though. That's great work. And, um, you know, like you said, it's definitely changed the game for everything, um, everyday life. Um, Ayana, how about you? Honestly, just giving me a light, just just opening me up to a lot more family time and just sharing time with my family, though it has affected me personally as just like, you, you know, you can't go outside, you can't go hang out with friends. And I'm really big in my school community. So it really has affected me that way because I can't really do as much um, work as I do at school. And that really, you know, that obviously sucks. But it's really opened my eyes to see like there's a lot of people who are obviously like, you know, struggling to make it. So I've just been making face masks and trying to stay positive and trying to give like a word of encouragement to my fellow peers and just people that I care about because it's hard. It's hard for everyone, you know? There's people who like who might be going through like mental illness and it's like, yeah, this is a, a really rough time for them too. So just yeah, they said a lot of young people are going through some different mental challenges um, as far as depression and, you know, mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts and things of that nature. Have you guys um, uh, come across any of that in conversation or on social media? Um, have you seen an increase in people or heard an increase in people like your peers or whatever um, talking about that kind of stuff? Definitely. Um, especially at my school because we're already so rigorous. A lot of the students, they um, aren't around their peers anymore, so they fear they're not as motivated as they usually are. So they're not attending the Google Classrooms, or they're not turning in their work. And so it's really devastating. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. How about you, EJ? <laughs> the, ir the irony of it is, um, you know, I mean, naturally, I'm an introvert. So, you know, um, you know, I don't really, you know, talk that much, but like, one thing I do miss, you know, amongst um, the social life aspect of it, you know, especially at school is, um, you know, being out, you know, as, as an engineering major, you know, so math based and so, you know, rigorous and, you know, do me, you know, you do me a lot of friends, you know, in those classes and, you know, I kind of miss the struggles. I kind of miss, you know, the, um, you know, us, you know, struggling, you know, us, us being, you know, anxiously waiting for our test scores, you know, talking about, you know, helping us, you know, helping one of us each together, you know, but, you know, it's been, um, you know, it's been, it's been a struggle too, you know, as for social media, um, you know, you do come across, especially on Twitter, you do come across, you know, people who, um, who, you know, who are really social, you know, who are extroverts, you know, who uh, actually, you know, they do miss being outside, you know, we miss talking to their friends, you know, you know, they, they you know, they're mad because their summer plans are canceled. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a struggle for everyone. It's definitely a struggle. 
Yeah, it definitely is. So you guys had what, junior prom or something this year? Or would have had? Not okay, not, you know, uh, Ayana? Uh, I'm not a junior, I'm sorry. Are you what, sophomore or senior? Yes, ma'am. Uh, sophomore. Okay, okay, and then Jaren's a junior, right? Um, do you guys, at, I know you do independent studies, but do you guys have like a prom or anything that was impacted? Oh, no. Um, okay. We, well, they were going to have a prom, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Christian? How has this impacted you um, socially? <laughs> Well, you know, from all kinds of perspectives. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, socially, social emotionally, yeah, this is big. You know, um, I really think about uh, teenagers because um, one of the biggest gateways for teenagers to, you know, really kind of express themselves is, you know, with social interaction with their peers, and you know, to really cut down on that, you know, because obviously FaceTiming or um, talking, you know, by, you know, live chat, you're still able to see face to face, but a lot of people need that, you know, right next to you connection. You know, a lot of teenagers, you know, really need that uh, going to, you know, movies or going to the mall, going out to eat, you know, whatever it is that you do, you know, for, uh, you know, recreational leisure. Um, so I, I really do feel that, you know, something that, um, you know, parents, need to be mindful of with their kids. Um, actually, I made a post on Facebook today, um, pretty much geared towards parents, you know, saying that if you feel that, you know, your teenager is not really doing their work, you know, don't think that they're just not motivated. You know, they're genuinely dealing with some social emotional trauma and stress right now. Um, yeah. And and I know it's kind of hard, you know, as an adult to think, oh, all you're doing is not seeing your friends, but you know, that is trauma. Inducing, you know, I've never had that uh, to where, where I was a teenager and I just, you know, couldn't hang out with my peers, couldn't see people, you know, for months at a time. Um, and then I think as teachers, a lot of teachers, you know, have to be mindful because teachers spend so much time in schools and in their classrooms and with their kids and it just have all of that abruptly stop. You know, it's not like we're in summer where, you know, we kind of see it coming. You know, a lot of teachers are blindsided. You know, it's just, oh, by the way, you're not going in. So that last Friday that I saw those students uh, and I didn't even know, I didn't even get a chance to encourage them like I would have wanted to. Or, you know, teachers didn't get a chance to give the kids hugs or, you know, wish them well, look out for the well-being. So it's something that, you know, we just have to be very mindful of and just take that in stride. Yeah, yeah. Those are all really good points. Um so from the emotional aspect, that was a good segue into the emotional, social, emotional. That stuff is huge. Um, and it's a big deal right now. Um, everywhere. Everybody's dealing with the mental something. So I know, like, Jaren, you talked about, um, you know, not being able to have your gigs and different things like that. Have you um, been inspired creatively at all to start writing more or? You know, do you have any um, plans for birthing something out of this time in quarantine? Um, yeah, so um, first of all, let me just say I'm a horrible writer. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I've been, I've been doing a lot of work and a lot of brainstorming um, about, you know, um, 
well, me and my dad have been on this this thing called, you know, just staying ready so we don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Because this day, like I said, it's a season. So when it passes, it's like we don't want to be left with our mouth open, like, you know, what are we supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? So I'm working on a lot of stuff that I'm going to be um, putting out after this corona thing is over and planning a lot of, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being very creative right now with my time and, and also, you know, getting better at stuff that I've always wanted to learn, you know, learning, still learning how to play the keyboard and learning how to, you know, play the bass and doing all these other um, instruments that, you know, now you have this extra free time that you would usually go hang out with your friends or you would usually go do a gig, but now you can pick up a different instrument. Now you can, you know, pick up a different hobby. So um, I've just been out so have you, because you, because a lot of your work is music and um, a lot of those opportunities are now not happening, did you feel any level of stress behind that, anxiety, anything like that? Um, at first, I was a little stressed out. I'm just like, I'm just like, like, what's going on? Like, what's really going on right now? Um, and so now it's been, uh, it, it feels normal. At first, it didn't feel normal. You know, at first, it felt like a dream. Um, so right now I'm, I'm in a good spot. Um, I know mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do. That's good. How about you, Ayana? Honestly, just like thinking emotionally, I feel like I have just a bunch of new free time that I didn't have before that I, I'm using to really work on myself and work on my character and work on how I act and present myself to the world because it's an amazing time for that. Just like learning a new skill. Like I'm currently, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I know it well enough. So I'm learning like a new language. I'm learning Portuguese because I've always wanted to learn it. And um, a little bit of like Mandarin because that's another language I've always wanted to learn too. And just putting my time into something positive instead of letting my mind wander into something negative and like a, going into a negative tunnel because I know I could get there, you know? So I'm just trying to stay positive and like keep my mind focused on other things, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, were you like that from the beginning or did you transition to this positive mindset? Because I know a lot no, of people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've always had like a positive mindset, but now I do have a lot more free time to do a lot of the things that I've wanted to do before, you know? Just like focusing on like, uh, bettering my sewing um, abilities and learning how to like do another language, like I said, and just learning and just like having a lot more free time and like, you know, spending time with my uh, siblings and my mom, you know, it's it's just like a positive impact, I guess, emotionally, personally, however, yeah. for a lot of people it isn't, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, encourage others to try to do the same. Nice, thank you. How about Miss Nyla? Um, just like everybody here, I've been learning to take time to do things for myself. Uh, just to name a few, I've fallen into a couple business endeavors. You know, I'm trying to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Um, another thing is, I've also picked up a new instrument. I'm currently going to play the bass. It's pretty much right. I haven't been able to get my nails on. I've had these long nails, and it hurts. I'm trying to touch the strings, but I'm going to keep pushing through. And uh, yeah. DJ, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm also trying to invest, you know, my time you know, into myself. Um, at first, you know, I ordered a lot of books, you know, mainly autobiographies. Um, 
I'm also trying to um, uh, learn how to, like, I want to learn how to invest in stocks. So, you know, I'm looking at various, you know, Twitter pages that talk about finance and, you know, just trying to, um, you know, make use of my time. I want to just, you know, sit down, just let the time pass by, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Yeah, actually, uh, I spent all the time with my family and uh, we've picked up gardening, for example, and I've never grown a garden before, but I'm like, hey, I got time to do it. I don't, why not? Why not grow something in my backyard? Um, you know, and then just, you know, fixing little things, you know, turn into quite a handyman. But I got the time to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, Nyla talked about something there about the nails and things. Um, I know I miss the nail shops, get my hair done, everything. How has this impacted you guys? Y'all miss going to the barber shops? Like, what's oh, up man. with all that? <laughs> I miss the nail shops because right about now, I'd be on my second pedicure. And my nails, I need a full set. I want to cut these down so bad. But um, my eyebrows. But good thing is, I do know how to do my own hair. So that's good. Thing that's good. That's good. How about you, EJ? Oh man, y'all miss the barber shops. Um, I'm looking really rag raggedy right now. <laughs> Only took this time, you know, to look professional, you know, just for this uh for this panel. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a struggle. I'm, I'm, I can't wait till the barber shops open. I'll be the first one. <laughs> to answer Chris, that. Chris and Jaren, how about you guys? It's not really impacting me much. Um, I don't. I'm not, I'm not one that, you know, at the barbershop every two weeks, you know, like some guys are, you know, which a lot of guys are, let me be honest with you. But I do know, you know, it is a struggle, <clears throat> especially listening to the governor yesterday saying that barbershops and nail salons, you know, won't be opening up for months. You know, so it's like, that's a reality check for a lot of people. Exactly. A lot of people, which, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it, but. I feel like they should be able to open, you know, in a safe way, of course, in a safe way. But something's got to give there. How about you, Jaron? How you feel about it? Um, you know, I, I probably would feel worse if I was a barber. Yeah. The fact that, you know, me saying that, oh, my God, you know, my hair is, I, I feel almost selfish saying that because people, these are literally their jobs. You right. know, they yep. go there and every day they give people what they want you know and it literally for them to have the clothes it's like stepping into their shoes it's like okay you know um so i, I feel really bad for them um more than i feel bad for myself. yeah because a lot of people that work in that industry i mean it's more than just cutting hair or it's more than just you know doing somebody's hair or nails they a lot of times having a conversation, there's, you know, right. lots of things that happen. They might become like your source of just therapy or what have you. So, um, you know, it's more to it than a lot that we really think about. But when we think about the fact of not having these things as an option, it's like, OK, somebody need to let them back at work, you know, yeah. not just for us, but also for them. You know, it, it works both ways. Um, Ayana, how about you? How are you feeling? Honestly, I'm not much of like a pedicure, manicure type of person, but I mean, I just do my nails at home by myself. However, I did take on like a, a 
challenge to try to do my own hair and I did and it I felt accomplished so that was pretty nice I guess that is good that is good that's that's really good I haven't figured that one out yet um so lastly what tips or resources can you all offer other peers um other people to just keep pushing through this challenging time because as we heard our governor say, I mean, our stay at home has been extended through what, May 27th or something like that. Every county is like a different date. Everybody's getting cabin fever. Everybody's ready to go outside, you know, and do something. Um, people are missing their church families. They're missing their regular families that can't congregate together. So what tips or what resources do you guys have to help people stay motivated and push through um, these next few months, even let's start with you, Chris. Um, the biggest thing I will say is uh, find time for you. Um, don't get caught up in the social media, the news or whatnot. Find some dedicated time to where you can do something that makes you feel good. Um, everything else will come, you know, especially just speaking as a teacher. Uh, I'm being extremely flexible with my students and turning to work because I realize there are more pressing concerns at hand. You know, if you're not well socially or emotionally well, I can't look at academics as being a primary focus in your life, you know, when you're dealing with a chaotic situation at home. So take care of yourself as best as possible, and then everything else will eventually fall into place. That's good. EJ? Oh, man, for me, um, yeah, I got a couple of tips, uh, especially... Um, for a mental aspect for it you could you know i probably advise everyone to do meditation um i'll um listen to you know relaxing music um don't try to listen to music that'll tense you up you know because you know we're living in you know, tense times too so maybe like jazz uh you know something smooth that can you know relax your mind in addition to that um exercise you know it's also a good you know tip to you know to push through the challenge time you know i've been doing a lot of jogging and, you know, and hopefully, you know, once I get my you know time together, you know, I want to start, you know, doing body weight exercise, like push-ups, lifting weights and stuff like that. So, you know, exercise, you know, is also a key for that. Uh, and just to, uh, you know, uh, stay away from, I probably um, try to minimize like social media use, um, especially, you know, there's a lot, of, you know, people spray, spread a lot of fear. You know, you don't want to also watch the news every day, you know, counting the deaths of, you know, COVID-19, which could, you know, which could put a lot of stress in your minds because, um, you know, it's pretty bad because I heard, I think a couple of weeks ago, last month, I think it was a, a girl from Stockton, I think she killed herself mm. from, um, I think from like the pressures of um, from COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I don't think she had it, but she was just kind of stressed out. And I was kind of like, since she was around 16 years old, I could be wrong, but you know, just hearing that I was like, wow, like, you know, this it's really impacting people way beyond, way younger than me. So, you know, don't try to watch news every day. You know, take your mind from it. You know, read a book, exercise, meditate. You know, you know, and, and keep um, think positive. You know, that's that's my tips. That's good. Thank you. How about you, Jaren? Um, one of my tips is really just to trust God, you know, um, because um, ultimately in this time and in times of, you know, 
people dying left and right and people getting sick left and right. People think, oh, why is God doing this? And if, you know, if there was really a God, why is God doing this and that? And, um, but, you know, I'm not going to say this is God's plan, you know, because the devil is, um, um, is real. <laughs> but um, I, I can say that um, trusting in God, we're going to get through this. So um, if you have a strong belief in you and you read your word and then you pray, um, then um, that's the biggest tip that I can really offer you. That's awesome. How about you, Miss Ayana? Honestly, just like just stay in prayer, you know, speak to God daily. Um, speak like just do positive affirmations to yourself every day, you know, and then just like call other family members, check up on them, maybe. And like um, and like others were saying, you know, just try not to stay on the news. I am personally a very like news aware person. However, I it's just so negative during this time that is too challenging or too emotional to just look at the news so if that's a struggle for you just don't do it you know so just stay positive and keep yourself motivated to do you know pick up a new hobby just keep your mind busy you know and i don't mind is a devil's workshop so just keep moving you know mm -hmm. good miss nyla how about you um first i want to encourage everyone to stay positive that's the foundation for everything right now just stay positive like what the rest of my um here saying, don't um, get stuck into the news and social media. Really try to limit your time on that. Number two, this is the time to establish a healthy prayer life. Get right with God because at the end of the day, he has the final say. He is Alpha and Omega, and he has the power to shift this entire nation, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's all I can really offer. That's what I'm doing. And it's working well for me. That's awesome. I just want to thank you guys for um, participating in this panel discussion. I think it's important to hear the voice of the young people. Everybody's not out there wilding and doing all kinds of crazy stuff with their life. We got some young people that are truly living for God and, and truly doing something positive with their life that will have a positive impact on the community as well. And so we are going to be closing out. I just wanted to say thank you all. Um, if you guys have anything upcoming, go ahead and take this time to announce it now. If you want people to follow your social media pages, Go ahead and rep whatever you got going on at this time. Nyla, I know uh, you got it. Listen <laughs> 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 to my Fortune Scholars Care Project. I also have this mini YouTube mini podcast on Instagram, and you can follow me at underscore N A I S P A S P E A K K S. It's called Nice Speech, and it's where I continue to pour out to everybody, and I just give them encouragement, and everybody sends them topics that they want to talk about, and then I back up what I'm saying with the scripture. So. Awesome. Next, EJ. Um, for you can follow me on my Instagram page um, at he e h i t k two k underscore osu on on Instagram. You know. I promote positivity. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, and some knowledge too. Awesome. How about you, Chris? Um, I'm not really doing, you know, uh, anything extra <laughs> like that. But I mean, uh, you can always follow me at the Real Christian Bradford um, on Instagram. Nice. How about you, Darren? Um, I'm retired. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not doing nothing too major right now. So. All right. Well, give us your Instagram so people can follow you and stay up to date with you guys' band and all that stuff. Uh, my Instagram is Jr. Um, if you don't don't know how to spell it, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, <laughs> it's Jr. Jr. Ayana. I think her, Ayana, can you hear us? I think her screen froze. Um, I'm not really, my Instagram is, uh, huh? Oh, I think it was a delay. What were you saying? Oh, I said I'm not really doing anything personally, but my Instagram is the underscore A-Y-A-N-N-A. So, yeah. Perfect. Chris, I'm going to be getting with you about another conversation um, for standardized testing, because I think that's important to talk about. Um, but thank you all so much. I really appreciate this. I think we need to have more conversations like this. So if you guys are down or, you know, some other young people that got a voice, got something to talk about and positive, um, spreading positivity and love everywhere during this, especially during this time, let me know. Um, but thank you guys so much. Um, this is available. It will be available on YouTube later on. So you guys the link. Um, for anybody to watch the rebroadcast, go ahead and share it to everybody you know. And once again, thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you. Take care. Take Bye. Care.